Dude, thank you so much for throwing down with me, Radioactive Style. My name is Mike Z. My very special guest today, Phil Labonte from All That Remains. Put out a killer album a few weeks back called Madness, and that's what we're digging into today. You know, Phil, I've been an All That Remains fan for a long time, 10 plus years, and love the development on this new record of some industrial influence, which is kind of new to the fold for All That Remains. Yeah, you know, and we're always trying to, you know, do something that's different than the last thing we did. And uh, I think that that bringing in, you know, some some of the electronic sounds and stuff makes it a a cool sound. And I mean, Inflames has been doing it forever. And that was that's one of the things that I really dig about their stuff is uh, it's like a touch of industrial stuff on on their records. And I think it's great. So we we were excited to try it out. And I think it came out really well being a All That Remains fan for now more than a decade and kind of growing up with the band. And that's what I really like about this album. It's kind of a, a, a mature, confident, calm collective like All That Remains. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the way that we've, we've always been um, or we tried to always be. I mean, like, there's a lot of cool bands out there that, you know, don't do, quote unquote, what they're supposed to do. And if you look at their career, they, you know, they change and, and you know, have different sounds feel like that's cool to do in music you know I, I i think that it's it's fun making music and if you're just trying to make the same thing over and over it gets boring simplicity like like david gilmore for example pink floyd like that dude gets more out of one note than people do playing a million notes and i feel like that was kind of a, a common theme on this album too like breaking it down and simplifying things and being more honest and direct I, we feel like it's important to get to the point of the song and really focus on the point of the song because there's there's so many bands and, and, and musicians out there that want to focus on either their, their vocal thing or their, their uh, whatever thing, whether it be vocals or bass or whatever instrument, drum fills or whatever. I feel like that, that's, that's what I know with the song. I feel like you really should, you know, get to the point of a song and, and get to the part that people really want to, you know, want to hear and make sure, and not overdo it with a ton of drum fills and a ton of solos and stuff. We're, we're a band that writes, you know, songs that, you know, we want people to sing along to. And when we want people to sing along, you don't have this big two-minute intro and, you know, <laughs> eight-minute songs and stuff. You know, we, we, we want to write short songs that people are going to dig and that people want to sing along to. And it's kind of, I want it to be a little bit like party music, you know, have a good time. Right. And and they definitely do stick in your head. Like, I've caught myself a couple times, like, after I stopped listening to the album and then I still get those hooks in my head, man. And that's that's what it's all about. That's, that's what it's all about. That's, that's what we want. I kind of like the analogy of like an actor working with like a director, like, I don't know, The Rock working with like Martin Scorsese or something like that. And that's kind of what I thought about, like, ooh, Howard Benson producing All That Remains. How did you guys hook up? Our uh, management had put us in contact with Howard. We went out to L.A. And I mean, historically, we're not really a band that travels to do records usually. Um, we usually like produce most of our records right in New England with Adam from uh, Kill- Adam Beckowitz from uh, Killswitch Kill Engage. Right. And, you know, we've done like out of, uh, you know, eight records, we've only done three with uh, with other people that, that weren't Adam. So I mean, that, we, that we actually had to, had to travel for and stuff. So... You know, going out to California and spending the time out there and getting out of your comfort zone and getting away, you know, away from home and really just focusing on music it was something really different. I mean, even when we did Overcome in Florida or worked with um, Josh in the last one, most of the stuff was done in Massachusetts, and then we went down and, and recorded with them, whereas with this one, 
everything was written, you know, at least created out in California and, and was sent back to the guys. It was a different experience, and working with Hell was great. We, for, we focused on the, the vocals first, as opposed to being a kind of a guitar-driven record. This is a little more of a vocal-driven record, and, and that was intentional. So, you know, it was exciting for us to do things, uh, you know, have a, have a different approach. Yeah, it kind of flipped the script, especially you being the lyricist. I'm sure you're like, finally! I'm, 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 I'm a guitar guy, too. You know, like that's what, that's what I, how I got started in music is playing guitar. So that, that was that was an important part of why we, we had to go and, and why we wanted to start with the lyrics first because everything has always been riff first and that's and I was just as much a part of it, you know, coming at songs riff first as, as you know, Mike or, or Ollie because that's that's the musical instrument I play. Um, and then to go ahead and take it and say, you know, we're going to go ahead and do exactly the opposite and try and write some vocals first. I, I wouldn't say that my attitude was finally. Uh, my attitude was more like, how the hell do we do that? <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> how do you do that? I don't, I don't, I don't get how that happened. So, you know, it was, it was definitely a learning experience and, and it was fun. And this was the first time that you guys had done an album with Aaron Patrick. And I'm curious, with an all-male band now, were there a little more farts flying around the recording studio this time? Uh, I don't know that they were flying around more freely. Jeannie was in the band for a long time, so we got real <laughs> comfortable around each other. So there, there wasn't a whole lot of holding back when Jeannie was around, just because she was a lady. We, we, we believe in equality, and that means that, that you know you don't get special treatment when you have a vagina. <laughs> you can breathe the farts too. You can smell the farts too. Every everybody has to smell them. You, you have to smell them too. <laughs> but especially with Aaron too, though, because I always see him post in on like social media, like he's all into like Joe Weeder, like weight gain and all that stuff. And I know in my past when I tried it, those were some of the deadliest <laughs> ever. No, well, I mean, yeah, there's. There's all of us, well, not all of us, me, Mike, our guitar tech, CC, we all lift pretty heavily and pretty frequently, and that means we all eat uh, a lot, and it's a lot of protein, so yeah, it can get kind of smelly. <laughs> I saw the tortured picture from a week or so ago where we're all at In-N-Out grubbing down, and he was like eating a salad or something healthy. Yeah, he uh, he's doing some stuff with Muscle Farm, and, and he was leading up to a, uh, a photo shoot, so he wanted to make sure that he was watching his macros and, and taking care not to eat certain things. So Now that we've uh, beat him up for his farts, let's talk about what he contributed album-wise. Would he come up with some riffs and ideas or arrangements, or how did he contribute to this album? Well, he, he really did focus on, on writing you know, bass parts. Uh, Gene really did kind of just reflect the guitars more than anything else, whereas Aaron, uh, he, uh, he he writes parts that are specifically for bass that sound, you know, they're bass riffs that don't match what the guitars are doing and stuff, and uh, Genie kind of really just followed the guitars. So um, I think that the low end is far more predominant on this record than any other record we've done, and uh, Aaron's a big part of that. Trying to think of you, Phil, outside of the band, and a couple times where you jumped in and helped out some friends with Phil Switch Engage and more recently Phil Finger Death Punch. And curious about those experiences for you. You know, very different experiences, um, but there were similarities. Both time I got a phone call in the middle of the night, <laughs> and someone said, "Hey, Phil, can you get on a plane tomorrow?" My response was, "You know, send me a set list because I need to know what songs that I have to brush up on." Uh, the Five Finger stuff was was uh, a little easier the kill switch uh the kill switch stuff uh it was just me and you know the guys who kill switch whereas with five finger like chris was doing some vocals chris Dale, the bass player and also uh 
They had uh, some other guys from the, the tour come out. Uh, Austin Dickinson from uh, Ad Lions came out and did a couple songs. So it was a little easier. Oh, cool. Uh, but it, they were both fun and, and, and cool in their own ways, you know. So it, it, it was a good time and, you know, it was a great opportunity. It was, it was a lot of fun to go and, and you know, handle the duties. <laughs> it's great, man. It's almost kind of coming on your business card, you know, like need a singer in the last minute pinch, call Phil. Well, I don't know about that, but, you know, it certainly doesn't, <laughs> it, it certainly doesn't hurt my resume, you know? Certainly. Do you have, do you have a favorite from each from that uh, you enjoyed singing with them, just to pick one? It was the, uh, I, I, I really had a lot of fun doing Coming Down with Five Finger and uh, with Kill Switch and a Heartache, probably. Yeah, that's a jam. 